It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast, late night edition. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. We are recording immediately following Purdue's Instant Reaction (laughs) Podcast! Narrow victory over the Florida Atlantic Owls. 28-26 is your final score. Uh, Purdue finds a way to win after almost finding a way to lose, as they have done twice already this season. Uh... My goodness, this was just a game that no one wanted to win, but somehow Purdue found a way to walk out with two more points than FAU. Uh, Casey, what's your just immediate reaction after this victory? One of the worst coaching decision (laughs) showdowns I've ever seen in my life. Just one-upsmanship of just hold my beers all around. You don't have enough hands for as many beers that needed to be held. Yeah, I know you had a particular problem with uh, FAU not trying to get the field goal uh, there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's third and goal from your 18-yard line. Nothing good is happening from you setting back to drop. Nothing. No. You don't have enough room to get beyond the defense, so they're going to set up in a zone, they're going to guard every position, and then they're going to send four or five guys at your quarterback. Just hand the ball off. Hand the ball off or have one quick route and then just, go down with it you're not going to get in the end zone the only thing that could have happened is what happened a pretty bad pass got tipped deflected and then into the hands of jefferson and all of a sudden you go from having the lead to oh no turnover just terrible yeah i mean jefferson really saved purdue's ass on that um it's, it's his second interception of the year the guy 
came up from a D2 program, really getting his chance to shine on on a much bigger stage. Um, had a hell of a return on it, too. But, man. He almost it, fumbled. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, but with without that interception, as you said, you know, FAU's in position for a field goal, more than likely makes it just because it's Purdue. And suddenly they're up in the game and Purdue's got to scramble. Whole different game. Yeah, I mean, it just changes everything. But because FAU was not content to get the field goal, they wanted the touchdown. Um, you know, Purdue found themselves in a fortunate situation. So, but... Of all the decisions that Jeff Brown made in this game that you have questions with about, what stands out? Oh, boy. Um, I think it starts off with setting a tone. And that first, the first, they they score in their first drive. Yeah, first they, drive was great. They got some running game going, but what they got was a quick pass to Charlie Jones. Mm-hmm. But they didn't build on it with anything. They just kept going back to the same screenplay. Yeah. That we even ran, FAU was going to finish out, figure out. But then the whole rest of the half, pretty much, you're just running these. You're not doing your backup quarterback a favor by running on first and second down. What you're doing is giving him third and longs. Right. Those are the hardest. It's the easiest time to pass is on first down. Mm -hmm. Give him easy looks then, shorten the field, then use his legs in your running back, in your running game, but not, not the other way around. You should have more than enough five to seven yard plays. Draw them up, go to them pass the ball early, then run on. It's just, we just lollygagged a little bit because play calling got stale again. We lacked aggressiveness again. And there was no rhythm to be found because we, I mean, after that first first touchdown, we went four plays and a punt, three plays and a punt, four plays and down. And then we scored at the end of the half because we had to pass. Maybe you should have been throwing the whole time, Brown. Yeah, I mean, the only We're thing not I built to run. Is- we did. I mean, we did pretty well tonight running the ball. 188 yards. Downing had 113. Um, Maccabee only had 37, but he also did great catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, wound up with 59 yards on four catches. So he looked good. The running game was surprisingly good, but you are correct. I mean, in the second half, when we wore down yeah. a team that doesn't have bodies like we have. Right. But I mean, for Burton who played all but one series, which I had a problem with Alamo coming in anyway. I mean, what's the point of that when you're trying to get a guy who's started one game in his six-year college career, is only this is only his that second start of six years, and you, you're going to not let him get a rhythm? you got to leave him in the game. And so I, that's, that's <coughs> a whole other problem. But, I mean, he was 21 of 29, only had 166 yards passing, and I cannot remember a Jeff Brom coach Purdue team that had only 166 yard passing. You because know what? As you, said, you know what it so was. Many of them were just screen passes. You know what it was. What? Uh, he had no idea AOC wasn't going to play until two minutes before the game, so he probably didn't didn't know who his backup was going to be. Didn't know who his <laughs> starter would be. Well, we heard that AOC wasn't going to play on Friday. So no, I we still don't even know what's wrong. It's I an mean, undisclosed injury. Yeah, undisclosed. I'm. Why are we doing? I probably this? still shouldn't. I don't know. It was his ribs. It was his ribs. Okay, guys. well there you go. He got hit. There you go. What? <laughs> why are we doing this? I don't know. What? I mean, ten, like, I don't know what, what it, advantage do you get? He's not on the field. If he was on the field, you might want to, I guess, hide the fact. But they're gonna try to hit him anyway. It, yeah. The things that don't matter matter a lot to Brom, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It, but I will point out he was aggressive at times. Uh, Purdue went for it on fourth and seven and converted. Which was... That was another dumb play by uh, Florida Atlantic. <laughs> it's so I think they got about ten yards on that run. So yeah, it was no, like, that was the it, it was, was the a pass run before to the Jones setup the fourth oh, and seven. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
to set up the fourth and seven, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah. So they denied a penalty to keep it fourth and right. seven instead of pushing it back to third and like 20 ish. You know, they're going to go for it on fourth and set. You, you cannot be that confident. You're going to stop them at fourth. And, and if anything, just, you take the yards, force them back. And hopefully you can hold them for within 12 yards. It, it was just mind boggling. <sighs> I mean, I think the, the, thought process for FAU there is at the time the score was was 21 to 20 Purdue was up by just one there was about three minutes left in the game I think the thinking for FAU was they're gonna just punt the ball away and hope the defense can stop them so why give them an extra down um I agree it was a risky decision on FAU's part but if if they had taken the penalty and given Purdue an extra opportunity maybe it all works out the same but that's fine, but you give your, risk. like, you should, I, uh, that was like the one good call that Brown made the whole game. Oh, the fourth and seven? To go for it on fourth and seven. Yeah, I mean. The, the one time he had a, like, aggressive play call at the right time. Just, yeah, there was, I, I take the day, but there was a lot of time left. That was with um, 11 minutes left. Yeah. Um, In the game. So, you just. You, maybe if you're FA, you're, th- you're thinking there's enough time. They're not going to try to go for it all right now, and we'll get the ball back. But, um, you know, and Purdue really got lucky on that pass anyway because Charlie Jones made a hell of a turn, um, w- cut back to the middle of the field after he Lucky, got the ball, or you mean those... we have the best 20 athletes on the field? <laughs> well, that may be true, but, I mean, Charlie Jones, there was no guarantee he was going to get that first down. He had to make a move to get those extra yards, wound up getting 14, um, but still, uh, it, it was only because of his athleticism and his uh, heady thinking that he cut in uh, to the middle of the field rather than continuing on his route because that could have been disastrous for Purdue. Yeah, I mean, individual good play there. Just, but like we would be doing a disservice to uh, the accuracy of this game to highlight those plays because this game was not about making plays. It was about making dumb decisions, dumb penalties. Can you believe uh, it, Ledman? On both sides. Both sides. Both sides. But can you believe Purdue, once again, trying to stop a team? Stop them. Did stay, they did stop them. It's just, you can't tell me that the ball that just bounced by you, you didn't realize, oh, probably should not lower my shoulder anymore. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think just if, I think if, uh, we are, of course, talking about the penalty after Purdue uh, stopped them on third and five on the ensuing possession. Is this correct? Uh, the guy's OC, name was OC Brothers? Uh, What's a good yeah. name? Yeah, uh, OC Brothers gets a personal foul, uh, late hit after the incomplete pass. Like Casey said, lowers his shoulder and continues to go, runs into the receiver, knocks him on his ass. You're going to get called for that every time. I mean, that's a no-brainer penalty. Whether we like it or not, whether we think it was a soft hit or whatever, if you don't, you know, if you continue with your head down, your shoulder down, and throw it into a guy, you're going to get called. Yeah, the reason I know it was late because he actually knocked him down. If the play was live, he would have missed. <laughs> Purdue can't tackle. They're awful. They this game would have been over if we could just make an open field tackle. We did miss. Well. Uh, we did miss quite a few as we as we have been wont to do. But we're just you trying know, to hit the the Madden hard hit stick just yeah. every time. It's well, I think the creation of the hit stick has been the the problem with tackling in college football for years. All these kids grew up playing Madden. Now they want the hit stick. Don't don't want to wrap up. I think they got rid of the hit stick. I I don't know. I haven't played a Madden game in years. <laughs> And plus, I was joking anyway. I know. Uh, But, I I mean, you know, FAU also had terrible penalties. That one drive uh, for Purdue, I think they had four different penalties, including a pass interference in the end zone. uh, Also, they said that was like an obvious call. I don't think I would have called it. 
I, I, don't... I thought it looked pretty obvious. I mean, he, he grabbed him, he pushed him. Um, but... I, I saw the late part of the play. Man, I, I just sloppy, just sloppy football on both sides. And just, like I said, this was a game no one seemed to want mm-hmm. to win. Mm-hmm. And Purdue found a way to not lose the game. And even in, in doing that, you know, we get the, we get the turnover uh, on FAU's quarterback sneak, which was a, such Awful a weird play decision. Call. Uh, you have a a quarterback who runs like a four four who's been carving us up on the edge all game. Well, and especially in the second half, weigh, he maybe weighs 180 pounds, and they run a QB sneak out of a timeout. And, just, and I mean, the way Purdue had lined up, Purdue had clearly knew this is what they wanted if to they do. If they would have ran a play action, stacked the line. Yeah, we would we had been screwed. Oh, I it's we. What's going to happen when we play a real pass off? Our secondary well, is so bad. I, I think next week is going to be a real eye opener because Minnesota has just been putting up numbers uh, against people. I think they won. I think they put up like 48 points today. Um, I got I got to look up the score to see exactly what it was. But, you know, they they have been getting better and better under under Fleck, whether you like the man or not. Um, he's for the record. Do not. Do not. Oh, yeah. Uh, they only put up 34, so I was mistaken there. But 34 to seven against Michigan State at Michigan State. Um, the game was never in doubt. We're gonna get wrecked. I, I, I mean, I think you're right at this point. I mean, Minnesota if, went up 24 nothing. Even if our offense shows up, like we yeah, can't which, cover. Like once again, you watch a whole broadcast where the announcer in like the first quarter is like, "Look what this defense does. We play with one safety high. There's no yeah. help anywhere." Yeah. And any time well, a receiver goes deep, there's no help anywhere. Well, we don't always play that way. I mean, we it's were playing a lot. We were playing that way because we just assumed that FAU is going to try to run the ball more than they're going to pass. Um, so, I mean, you take. Guess what? Minnesota's going to run the ball more than they pass. They <laughs> they did it, we did it will. against Syracuse, too. Didn't work yeah, out great. The, diff- yeah, the difference is going to be Minnesota is a much better team than either Syracuse or FAU. So, they that's going to be. 60. That's going to be a real problem for us next week, um, especially because that game is on the road in a stadium where Purdue has never won a football game, which is a whole whole other problem. Um, I mean, this this game is just so wild. Purdue, of course, tried um, to put more points on the board, missed a field goal. the The announcers initially said it was tipped, uh, but I watched the replay <laughs> and tipped. I I did not see it being tipped. Um, it That's just propaganda like he, for the foot. He pushed it to the right, so didn't just um, push it for the right. It was short. He was yeah, short on a 47-yard field goal. Yeah. Finneran's done this a couple of times, and he's like the only kicker that I can ever remember that just – He he gets the yips. I, the yips, he uh, just chunks it, chunks it like a wedge, just digs into the ground or something. Yeah. It, it's it's not great. No, no. It's not confidence in, in boosting. I, and can we stop – can we stop having Charlie Jones return kicks? I mean, he was the Big Ten kick returner of the year last year, he right? He keeps getting hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be the receiver single, of the year. Can we have that? Didn't have a single reception in the third quarter, Charlie Jones. Yeah, he missed some of it, I think. But yeah, I, when AOC plays, we're used to seeing a bunch of people get a bunch of receptions and then Charlie Jones get his. And without that, Burton completed a pass to five guys. Five. Five guys. Good burgers. You'd like a little bit more five from your guys, receivers. Good burgers, bad stats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not great fries. I don't care what anybody says. Best you... part of the fries is you just get this Cajun seasoning. That's terrible. the best part. They're bad fries. Yeah. What did you think of Burton's play? I, I thought he was fine. Uh, I mean, as a backup quarterback, I think that's about as good as you can hope for. Um, he did decent uh, running the ball, you know, trying to at least add additional dimension 
um, to the running game. But, man, that interception was bad. Uh, bad in a different way than the Ooh. AOC pick six was bad uh, last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. Uh, but, I mean, he just locked eyes on his receiver the whole time. With that, he um, threw it five seconds late. Yeah. Like, you could see yeah. him look when the guy was open and then continue looking. And then th- two guys picked it off. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what what did you think of his play then? Not very good. Um, I mean, I, there's a reason he's not the starter. Yeah. I I don't trust wobbly balls. <laughs> As as a life, just just a life. Yeah, I he was fine. I I think what happens when when we lose AOC, who's able to pick mismatches and read a defense really quickly, um, really shows how few playmakers we have. And I thought that was pretty apparent today. I thought Payne Durham was going to have a better game. Yeah, me too. Me and, too. Only ended up with four catches, seventeen yards. And I do think um, Burton Burton missed a couple guys. Uh, yeah. Looked like we had some deep shots that weren't taken, so I and Durham Durham had at least one catch that was taken away by a Purdue penalty. Um, that was a pretty good play, but I think oh, 20 that was or thirty yards. That was the play that drove me crazy. Um, Brahms attempt on third and four, or yeah, third and four, little play action jet sweep, and then have the uh, the tight end run a flat route in front of the quarterback. <laughs> That's what you called a timeout for. Yeah, catch the ball a yard behind the line of scrimmage. It was a great play yes. in space by the defender, but. You don't want that going to your tight end. No. That's got to no, be want a somebody speedy with a little speed. run back. Yeah, run maybe TJ Sheffield yeah. or Maccabee. So, but yeah, we're, we're just so limited if it's not AOC out there. We have no chance to really compete. We yeah, beat some, a mean, very bad team at home by two points. Barely. Two points, yeah. And we, even, the, even then at the end, on the kneel down, fumbled a snap and almost oh lost it. Oh my god. Like. What are we doing? Uh, no one jumped like, on the ball either because he missed it when he first went down. Like, oh. Yeah. I mean, could you just imagine, uh, just just imagine for a second, we we have that bad snap, mess up the exchange, whatever, and FAU falls on it? Do oh, any it's memory? happened, I'm sure, yeah. Do you have any Not, memory of losing a game that way, though? No, no. Uh, but, I mean, imagine FAU falls on that ball. They've still got, you know, a timeout and throw a bomb and then line up for a field goal and Purdue loses. Also, I mean. And that's another thing, uh, Willie Taggart or whatever, whatever Taggart, the coach's yeah. name was. They call a timeout on third down. Again, we did this, and they did this on third down. They call a timeout to run that QB sneak. If they had another timeout, they'd get the ball back. Yeah. It just yeah. blows my mind. If you're going to call a timeout, it better be more than a scrunch eight the box QB sneak. I think well, you could have called – I think you could have communicated that one through your house. You would, you would think if you're going to take that timeout, if you're Taggart and FAU, you take the timeout and you say, all right, our primary option here is we're going to sneak. And, you know, Perry, we think you can get the yard or whatever it was. I mean, it might have even been a less less than a yard. It was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, but then say, you know, you're my quarterback. You're my leader out there. You look at how Purdue lines up. And if you think they're going to stop it because of how they're lining up, you check out of it. And here's the other play we're going to run. I don't know if they did that and he chose not to check out of it. No, there's no man. other play you can run with that with that formation. Man. Everything well, was so bunched together. It's, uh, it I mean, it was bad. Yeah. It should have been something going to the side. Your quarterback is super fast. Yeah, well, and he, like you said, really he fast. was he was carving us up carving on the outside, uh, multiple plays, especially in that second half, and our defense was getting tired. So just just a bad, badly played, badly called, badly everything football game. This I was honestly, fun. honestly, I thought they might have tried to run their option I, on that fourth down. Generally, it's a little bit of a risky play, but yeah, I would have. It would have worked better than that. 
Well, right, right. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. For if all we I'm know, they could run that option and fumble. I run but... the play action. I do, honestly, I do a play action rollout, one receiver, or yeah. let Perry beat a guy to the edge. Yeah, I mean, because win the game or get the first down. When you're the te- when you're the underdog, when Go you're on the road, you've got to find a way to win instead of playing conservatively. And in that instance, they played as conservatively as possible, hoping that they could, you know, just hang on and get the field goal to win the game. Whereas I think you're right. They probably could have gone for a knockout punch. And the way Purdue's secondary had played, it's possible they, you know, score a touchdown on that one play. Who knows? But uh, Purdue was saved by the incompetence uh, of the coaching staff of Florida Atlantic on that one, I think. So is the seat hot? No. no. Really? Because, listen. You think Purdue fans are happy right now? No, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to answer that question. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So, Casey, before the break, you asked me if, if Brom's seat was hot. I already told you no, but I want to tell you why. Um, no, Purdue fans are not really happy right now. Um, this is a team that a lot of us thought was was going to be sitting at 4-0 and right now. Instead, we're at 2-2 two and two with a loss to Syracuse, a loss to, granted, a Penn State team that seems to be very good. Do you know what's um, funny? Travis was, was trying to do his, uh, are we the best 1-2 and two team in the country? I think we might be the worst 2-2 two and two team in the country. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have to go through the list, but we're, we definitely are not the best 2-2 two and two team in the country. I can guarantee that. Um, so, I mean, we, we lost to a Syracuse team that we shouldn't have lost to. Uh, we are continuously shooting ourselves in the foot. 
we are losing games because of Purdue, not because Creative of our opponent. losing. Yeah, and that is extremely frustrating. And Purdue fans are frustrated. You know, they they come in our Twitter mentions, they come in our Facebook comments, they come in our on our website. They and, come and on your podcast to talk to all you the about Purdue. Yeah, football. exactly. I got one of them right here. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Purdue is selling tickets, and that is what is important. Will they continue? The reason we sold tickets because we won games last year. Yes, because it was fun. But no one fun went to this year. game and said, "I can't yeah, wait no to do left, this when it's forty no degrees one, yeah. outside." No one left this game and said, man, I wish next week was a home game as they walked out of the stadium. Um, so you are right that maybe maybe it won't continue. But for now, Purdue season ticket sales have continued to climb. Money is coming in. This is we, what they need. We've seen and, how fast Purdue uh, ticket sales drop. Oh, yeah. Purdue fans are fickle. Basketball so, even. Yeah, basketball even too. Um, so if those numbers start to drop, yes, he might have some problems. But I think – God, I hate to have to be the guy to like excuse all the idiotic things that have happened on this team, but it's uh, you're putting you're putting me in this position, so I'm gonna have to give it my best shot. You have to remember who Purdue is missing at this game. Missing starting quarterback, probably our number two receiver in Brock Johnson or Brock Thompson, uh number one what running back in King Doru, uh Jalen Graham, our number one um probably defender on the entire team, uh, but certainly our number one linebacker. And those are just the ones that are that are coming off off the top of my head. Um, Purdue is missing a lot of pieces, and that makes it really hard to make competent coaching decisions in a game. You can here you can make the competent coaching decisions all you want, but you can't make them execute. And sometimes when a tackle is missed, it's not because the kids don't know how to tackle. It's they just aren't there all <laughs> mentally. Maybe they just made a what? mistake. You, I mean, you can't blame the coaches just necessarily for a missed tackle. How about the consistent lack of discipline for tackling form? No, less than that, maybe. That's uh, why they're missing tackles, Edmund. I know it's that. It's because they run with their shoulders, and that's all they do. But look, I, I, I'm just saying, with all those players out, it is hard to, to cobble Florida together. Atlanta. <laughs> well, Florida Atlanta is not a team. Uh, we, however, did beat Florida Atlantic. Um, so... It's frustrating, and I get it, but we hope that a lot of those guys can come back, and it will make the offense a little bit more explosive. And I do think Jalen Graham, hopefully, you know, they said he was going to be out three to four weeks. This was game three. He was out. So it would be absolutely great if he could come back for the Minnesota game. We really need a boost on that defense, um, and I do think he he can be a difference maker on the defense. So to get him back would be huge, but it, it is – it's frustrating to watch this team. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. We thought this was going to be a team that could possibly win 10 games. Now I will be shocked if they win seven. Shocked. Shocked, shocked. It's it's bleak. I got a call from a buddy. Uh, like Start of the third quarter just because he's like, I need to talk to someone. It's not just me, right? Like, we are bad. We are doing dumb things. I'm like, it's not just you. We, we are bad and doing dumb things. <sighs> Yeah, I, I mean, the, it is. It, it's it's very frustrating. It's hard to watch. Um, and at Minnesota, at no. Maryland, at Wisconsin, Iowa, at Illinois. I, I, I mean, don't know about Illinois, any of those I, games anymore. I don't know about at Illinois. I mean, Illinois, I don't think is very good. But You think um, they're better than Florida Atlantic? That, I, I don't know. You think, I haven't watched... you think they're that much worse than Syracuse? See, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a fair comparison. They're the same color. <laughs> there you go. Wrap it up. Wrap it up in a bow. It's I mean, I done. didn't include Indiana because they're, you know, 
the pathetic, but yeah. Um, the the thing that I you absolutely can put on the coaches and has been a problem throughout the entire tenure, and we talked about it last week. The absolute lack of discipline, the constant penalties, and not just penalties, the boneheaded penalties. It, it's just game after game, Purdue finds a way to shoot themselves in the foot, and I just I don't know what can be done to fix the problem. I mean. Granted, the penalty numbers were down. It was only five penalties for 55 yards, but man, they were important penalties. They were in important spots, and because of one of those penalties, Purdue gave up seven points. And uh, it's just it, it's it's maddening to watch. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the jerseys? You mean the helmet? No. The fact that our numbers don't match our dumb jerseys. What do you mean? The number color, the gold, is a different oh. color gold than our pants. Oh. I don't know where the gold color from our pants came from. I don't. It looks so bad. It looks like a poorly designed video game jersey. The we the are problem a joke. Is, the, no, I hey, <laughs> calm down. The problem is apparently because I remember this. This came up so often when um when I was a grad assistant in the athletic department. You know, anytime we're making the posters for the upcoming year or you know trying to grab an image. People are always complaining about the gold because we don't use the old gold that we used to. We now use a color called Vegas gold. Um, there's a dispute about who's to blame, but most people blame Nike um, because they claim that they don't have uh, this kind of specific old gold that we used to use. Uh, but that sounds like a bunch of BS to me because you look at the, all the other jerseys that Nike makes, you can find colors that are more uh, that are a lot closer to Purdue gold than what we have right now. So uh, that is frustrating. But I didn't honestly, I didn't even, I didn't even register with me. First thing I noticed. That is surprising. What? It, it turned the game on. We weren't making dumb decisions yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, I guess. So um, I want to talk about one more thing. This is something that you and Kyle talked about in the uh, group chat, um, and I thought it'd be fun to fun to discuss when Purdue scored uh, their touchdown. Decided only to go for one. That put them up eight. Both you and Kyle thought maybe going for two Not there, maybe. putting yourselves. <laughs> okay, you definitely thought uh, going for two there, putting themselves possibly up nine, um, was the better decision. Do you stand by that decision? Absolutely. First of all, you force them to score twice, which makes them rush on offense when they have the ball. It makes it a- more able for you to just run the clock and run the ball out. And second of all, like we saw. They got the ball back, and all they had to do was make a field goal to win. I would much rather risk them deciding to go for two to beat us by one than to give them a field goal to win at the end of a game. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that, but your assumption is Purdue gets the two-point conversion. No, I'm saying I would rather risk them missing it, because if they miss it, they're still up seven. Correct. So you are not only Florida-Atlanta... Atlantic, they would have to decide to go for two. I know you said they should, and yeah, they probably should. No guarantee they're going to. Um, nothing in that game said they couldn't stick with Purdue in overtime. Nothing. Right. But not only would they have to make that play, then they would have to make the two-point conversion. That's harder to do than the difference between having to drive, first of all, a field goal to win, but also two possessions of having to get a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, I understand that. Way and, and you are right that you know, they did score, of course, that put them down by two. They decided to go for two, uh, missed it off a wacky play. Um, it worked until it didn't yes. work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their wide receiver was wide open, but 
I don't know. Throw. You gotta have that guy. You gotta know that guy can throw the ball. Yeah. And um, I guess it's have, a low risk shown... throw because, like, unlikely it's gonna get returned. Yeah. But who? He must have shown something in practice that he could make that throw. <laughs> but man, uh, sure was not even close in the game. No. Um, and you do. I mean, you make a good point. If they go for two and get it, Purdue's up nine. Two possessions, no matter what they do uh, on the touchdown. However, you have to think of the worst-case scenario. And the worst-case scenario is Purdue goes for two, they miss it, they're up seven. FAU goes down and scores, down by one. They decide to roll the dice, they go for two, get it. All of a sudden, they're up one. However much time is left, Purdue can't score again. They lose by one. Then you got Brom being accused of chasing points, and it's his fault they lost. And it's one of those... It would be brilliant if it works, but you're a goat. You're a goat. I don't know, because, like, they were a lot closer to lose this game. All they had to do was make a fourth and one and go about 20 more yards, and they would have had a field goal to win. Yeah. And that's that's the same exact way. That's because Brown didn't go after point. Mm -hmm. So I don't – I would rather have the fate in my hand to make a two-point conversion and shut the team out every day of the week, especially if I'm more talented. I want to put my cleats to their throat. And if you I don't, mean, and if you if you just kick the field goal there and keep it a one possession game, you are allowing them to be in it. And well, and I guess Purdue did allow them to be in it, but luckily we found a way to stop them on both. We, we did. Well, they stopped themselves yes. on the two point conversion and the uh, fourth and one. But uh, man, what a game! Bleak sauce. Yeah. So Bleak. now now Purdue sits at two and two, uh, one of the strangest two and two teams I can remember. And now oh. we got a week. Now we got a week to figure out who. We've healthy. gotten worse every game of the season. It does seem well. You can't count the end of state. I was going to say you got like, to throw it's just like not a game. game. Yeah, we because Penn State we now. looked competitive up until the end, and we started shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, and Syracuse, that Penn State game. That Penn State game was fun to watch too. Yeah. That was an entertaining game. It, you know, the ending sucked. Would have rather mm-hmm. had it back, but it was fun to watch. It really made me excited about what Purdue football could be this year. Right. And then ever since, yeah, as you said, Syracuse throwing we were Indiana bad State. for three quarters, yeah, and then got real hot, and then shot ourselves in the foot again. Mm-hmm. And this game was just pure. We couldn't handle a conference USA team at home. I don't care that we had a backup quarterback. I just don't care. Yeah, Purdue's Purdue's. We got to figure out who is going to be healthy for next week. Would love to have AOC back. Would love to have Graham back. I'm on the road to Minnesota. It's going to be a rough uh, noon. Yeah, it's it's. I am not looking forward to this game because Minnesota is a good team. We've never won in this stadium, and watching P.J. Fleck have success is not great for my my self-esteem. Buckle up. Yeah. You might want to go uh, schedule a Bluey concert somewhere. First of all, it's not a concert. It's a play. Wow. Second of all, it's not in D.C. yet. <laughs> That's not until uh, late October or November. November, whatever sure it is. It's somewhere. It probably is. It's a traveling show. It. All right, folks. There we go. This has been the most depressing podcast that I've I've done after a victory. So <laughs> take that. Yeah, apparently Brom sounded that way, too. I went to go close the TV off, and I heard the announcer being like, I can't believe that uh, Brom sounded so so mad and upset there. I mean, you got the win. You got to just be happy, and then tomorrow you can break it. No one should feel happy. There yeah, should be yeah. no joy in Boiler Country. No. Just no, absolutely not. Fireball and failure. I hope I hope we got uh, a bunch of people running some stairs in Ross Aid after all those stupid penalties. Um, yeah, Brom, maybe Brom should be leading the charge. Hey, let's have him out there too. Everybody's got to learn. We've all we all can be better. We all can be better. So so that's it, folks. Uh, two and two. Uh, rough time after a win. 
everybody needs to get better. That goes coaching staff. That goes players. Hope everybody's running some steps, as I said. Do some mountains. Let's go. We'll see you in Minnesota next week, folks. Boiler. Mid. Boiler. Boiler lower mid. Uh, low mid. Boiler. At least, no, at least the west. Has the